It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And action, away we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee Clark Show. Always thank you for joining us for this uh, uncensored, uh, not safe for work, not safe for kids podcast. So if you're a trustworthy radio fan, obviously you know the routine. This is going to be a little bit different, but here we go. What are we going to learn today uh, on uh, this award-winning podcast? Well, we're going to talk about... I don't know, man. This guy is in an awkward spot when he finds out that his girlfriend has had sex with all of her friends. We're going to find out what the three factors are you need for great sex. We're going to find, oh, yeah, if we bump into Margot Robbie uh, this weekend, we'll be ahead of the game because we know what her favorite drink is, and I will give you the recipe for that drink. I did see a video of her on the red carpet for Barbie, and she stopped, and there was a deaf fan, and she stopped what she was doing and had an entire conversation in sign language, and I thought, could this woman be any more impressive? I'm in love, Jason. Uh, we'll learn about sex robots, and we've got another barnyard pervert out there, so we'll get to all of that, but we'll begin right about here. So, I didn't know this. Um It seems like you have to pee all the time, all right? What is, they say, uh, obviously, if you're hitting the bathroom every hour or so, your bladder is trying to tell you something. How many times are you supposed to pee every day? I'm going to say I probably pee like eight times, eight to ten maybe. Six I've never really kept track. They say six to eight uh, times. That's the sweet spot for how many times you should be getting up and peeing every day. It's normal. Um it's normal to be able to hold your urine for a reasonable amount of time. Um, unless you've consumed, consumed a, lot, a large amount of fluid. But if you find yourself getting up every hour to go pee, obviously you have something wrong. So what would cause you to have to pee so often? I don't know. You ever run across people that you think just every time they feel the urge to pee, they have to get up and go? Like, you can't hold it for just a little bit. Gotta pee. Gotta pee. Gotta pee. But I also think that... Like, I wanted to pee before I did this podcast, but the bathroom stunk so bad, I just decided to wait until afterwards. But I'm going to be an adult and hold my pee. There's times, though, that I think that I've held it for so long, I believe I may have been doing damage to my body. (laughs) You, too, have made the mistake of passing a rest area. There's been a lot of times where, you know, you're traveling and you're like, ah, I'll be fine. I can make it to the next town, and the next town is 40 minutes away. And you're like, I'm pretty sure that I've done some damage to my insides. Although, that pee you take when you need to take one that bad is almost orgasmic. Well, if you do find yourself peeing too often, there's a reason why. They say, one, you could have a, a UTI, a urinary tract infection. They say most men get bladder infections because they're not peeing as often as they should. They also see a rise in constipation. Kidney stones. Hey, have you ever had to pee, but you also had to poop, but you were standing at the urinal and you couldn't pee because if you started peeing, you were also going to shit? Um, maybe. It's a very, very delicate dance. You know how else, when you're a guy, you know other ways for you to get a UTI? I always thought it was because you weren't washing properly. Unprotected anal sex. Uh Oh, hey, 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 don't worry about that. That's off the table as far (laughs) as I've understood. It also says this. Uh, having unprotected anal sex, men with shorter urethras are more susceptible to this condition. Oh! Hey, something I won't have to worry about. Say, because uh, 
Because the anus has tons of bacteria, the main one being E. coli, and you're having unprotected sex, uh, these bugs can track up into the urethra and cause infections. The infection irritates the bladder and basically angers the bladder wall, which makes you have to go more often. Wow. That looks pretty nice to tell the urologist, yeah, I was doing butt stuff. Another reason why you may be peeing all the time, you have what is known as painful bladder syndrome. That's sexy to tell somebody on a date. It's a chronic condition that causes frequent urination as well as bladder pressure and pain. They say, while UTI might be caused by an infection, can easily be treated. Oh, no, painful painful bladder syndrome is a long-term condition. That's well, that sad. sucks. Peeing all the time, you might have the betus betus. Frequent urination is one of the early symptoms of diabetes, as the body's attempting to get rid of unused glucose through the urine. Because uh, diabetes causes excess sugar in the bloodstream, the kidneys are forced to take it in and flush it back out when you pee. Obviously, you know, if you're peeing all the time, you have an enlarged prostate, right? Wow, you have a huge prostate. Yeah, I go to the gym a lot. There's not much you can do about that uh, outside of go see a doctor. They also say if you're peeing all the time, you could have a rare medical condition. That's something you don't want to hear the doctor say. Well, that's the Seinfeld thing, the urolmycetosis. They say, you know, what you've got here is a rare medical condition. You're like, fuck it, I'm in oh, trouble no. now. Frequent urination could be a symptom, uh, oh, a symptom of bladder cancer. Uh, the cancer can irritate the bladder, causes uh, increased urination. The only way to know for sure if you've got cancer is what? Get yourself checked by a urologist. Right. You say bladder cancer is not common, so don't freak out. You probably don't have it. Yeah, but now that the thought is rattling around. Just another one of a million tiny fears that are going to eventually get me in the end. Peeing all the time, you're dehydrated. Wait, what? It might seem counterintuitive, but when your body loses fluids, your kidneys can tend to feel pressure and the urge to go. If you're rapidly trying to replace fluids because you're dehydrated, you're naturally going to need to pee more often. If you're peeing all the time, you're stressed or you're anxious. You've got anxiety. (laughs) I got the nervous pees. Yeah. The solution isn't to drink less water, by the way. It's, uh, It's You just have to know where the bathrooms are. How to quit peeing so much, they say, listen to your body. If you're really noticing the urge on a constant basis to the point where pee breaks are interrupting your daily activities, <laughs> you need to see a doctor, man. They say most of the conditions that you have that require you to pee all the time are treatable. Occasionally, you'll have to avoid a few foods and some drink triggers, such as caffeine, artificial sweeteners, alcohol, soda, citrus fruit, tomatoes, chocolate, spicy food. That's pretty much fucking everything. everything. Yeah. Because those will irritate the bladder. Oh, they also say you need to do the Kegel exercises. That will also help you as well. You want your bladder to be big and strong and ripped like Arnold. Yeah. Make all the boys happy. Good luck out there, man. All right, so this is, uh, you know, I've always stood by whatever my wife did or whatever girlfriends I had in the past, whatever they did before me didn't matter because that was all pre-me. None of that mattered to me. 
Nah. But this guy does. You, you do run across those guys that it's a huge deal for, and you yeah. wonder, like, what the fuck is your problem? Yeah, you know, there was a whole life before you came around, so hush. Yeah, my wife asked me, she goes, do you want to know? I said, no, why the fuck would I want to know? So here's, this guy has a problem, though, and it makes things a little stickier in regards to things we've talked about in the past. My girlfriend and I have been together for a little over two years now. I'm not the jealous type and wasn't really concerned about who she'd slept with before we got together, but she recently shared that she and one of her close friends used to be romantic. It didn't bother me, but it started a conversation about people we currently hang out with now who we had uh, slept with before we started dating. Like, have you got any friends you slept with that you're still friends with now? And vice versa. I told her that one of my friends and I had dated when we were teens. She then shares with me that nearly all of her current friends, both (laughs) guys and girls, are people that she's had sex with at some point in her life. Get it. I don't know how this... Uh, why this never came up before, but now I can't get together with any of these friends without thinking about the fact that my girlfriend has fucked them all. Is this a me problem that I need to get over? Do I have a legitimate reason to be upset? Well, you can't be upset. I I, mean, it's not. I think you could start to be upset if she all of a sudden starts getting a bunch of new friends. Then I'd be like, hey, wait a minute now. I don't think you get to be upset. I mean, yeah, if it bothers you, it bothers you. And that's obviously if it bothers you now, it's going to bother you forever. That's something you're going to have to deal with on your own time. That's a you thing. But also, what a great commonality for a group of friends. We all had sex with the same woman. Right. Speaking of sex, who wants great sex? Everybody. Everybody does, right? You won't be you won't be the the fucking guy, right? That brings the party. say there are three factors that you need for great sex. This is according to a brand new study from Missouri State University, which is wild. They've put together a research project when I thought that most people in Missouri didn't even know how to read, but good for them. They managed to make some grunts and some scribbles, and this is what the research says. Researchers uh, interviewed... I mean, there's not much else to do in Missouri other than bump uglies, I guess. Yeah, uh, they interviewed sexually active participants of different ages, backgrounds, and sexual orientations to determine... What contributes to great sex? Uh, Yeah, one of the researchers, uh, Alicia Walker, says, uh, What is great sex anyway? One of my friends once asked me, What constitutes great sex? What is the standard for great sex? That led me to the research. I think both parties have a really great time. She said, That led me on a search where I discovered that we didn't really have an answer. She's a professor of uh, sociology. So she started to wonder whether people shared a definition for great sex, and she decided to do the study to find out. What a fun study to do. Based on interviews, the study finds that most people agree that there are three things that combine for great sex. Okay. Orgasm. Yeah. Emotional connection. Okay. And chemistry. All right. While the majority of participants feel orgasms are essential uh, part of sex... Some say they're not necessary for the experience to be great. Emotional connection is harder to define. But it was rated, obviously, the second most important factor for exceptional sex. Many study participants point out that you can have an emotional connection without romantic love. Yeah, it can be like a fleeting thing, like you've had fun for one night, you'll never see each other again, you're just having fun. There's a little bit of emotional connection there. Some uh, believe that the emotional component is linked to love and 
some of the participants didn't feel the need for there to be an emotional connection for stellar sex. Yeah, you don't always have to be, uh, you don't have to emotionally be involved with the person for, for the sex to be pretty great, right? <laughs> hey, maybe it's just the commonality of both of you know you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, or sex for sex's sake is sometimes better than any other. Right. Chemistry is also an important factor. Those involved with the study agree. Emotional physical response that neither uh, that's either there or it's not when it comes to chemistry. Participants explain that chemistry lets them trust their partner enough to just let go and be present. Obviously, if you're letting go and you're present in the situation, the sex is going to be much, much better. And in order for that to happen, you have to be able to trust the other person. They also say that after doing the study, researchers, researchers concluded that sexual experiences are deeply personal and may be uh, interpreted differently by each partner. Like one person could say, that was the most amazing sex I've ever had in my life. And the other person could say, I got to go, man. I got to leave. I got to work early in the morning. They sum it up by saying, your idea of that makes sex great may be different than that of your partner. So again, it goes back to that one thing that we all hate, communication. You have to talk to them about it. Well, I mean, is it going to dim it for you if you're like, that was the greatest I've ever had? She's like, yeah. Well, it does dim it a little bit when you find out that the other person didn't have a good time. You're like, that was not fun at all for me. Was that pretty great? Yeah. It kind of cheapens it. Then you know it was pretty something. Yeah, you're not as excited about it. All right. Speaking of sex, you run into Margot Robbie this weekend, and you want to have the advantage. And that advantage is you know what her favorite drink is. Would you want to take a guess? What is it? You said that it was a we drink you can't use on the regular show. So I'm going to say, is, is it one of those? Uh, we can't use it on terrestrial radio. What is it? The, is it the blowjob shot? Nope. Buttery nipple? Mm-mm. Redheaded slut? It sure isn't. Those are the only three kind of porno-y drinks I know. It's called a wet pussy. Oh. Margot Robbie found that it wasn't a common drink in the U.S. and discovered a place uh, that she was at came to a halt when she shouted out she uh, would like a wet pussy from the bartender. Nobody knew what she was talking about. This sounds like the kind of drink you order if you're still wearing Big Johnson or co-ed naked t-shirts. She said, uh, uh, she said uh, yeah, I can drink like 10 of them. Here's the recipe if you'd like to, you know, get a little bit closer to Margot Robbie. Impress her with your white, your your wet pussy knowledge. Three-quarter ounce vodka. Three-quarter okay. ounce Archer's peach schnapps liquor. All right. Liqueur. Three-quarter ounce cranberry juice. Three-quarter ounce lime juice. Put them all in a shaker with some ice. Give it the business for 15 to 30 seconds. Pour it all into four different shot glasses and enjoy. I mean, it sounds tasty. She actually recommends Absolute Vodka. I didn't even know they're still making Absolute Vodkas anymore. Good for them. Absolute used to run the shit until yep. Tito showed up. Uh, brace yourself. The sex doll revolution is coming. A fellow by the name of Mo he used to be Google's chief business officer <laughs> for clandestine research and development. That sounds super nerdy, but he's done with that nerd shit. He's gone on record by saying that artificial intelligence will usher in a redesign of love and relationships, according to this man's estimate. Goodness. 
We're entering an age where people won't be able to tell the difference between real-life sexual encounters <laughs> and those that are created artificially. Soon the combination of VR headsets and AI-powered bots will be able to trick people into think that sex robot, that any sex robot is real. I mean, let's, I don't know. That seems like that seems like a giant leap. Let's be honest. When we first started hearing about all this stuff, that's the first thing everybody thought. I mean, oh, I yeah, can, artificial intelligence. Yeah, we're getting sex robots. You're like, well, these two worlds are eventually going to crisscross. I can tell the difference the difference between a, an old tube television and and a real person, right? Of course. I think there needs to be some serious uh, jumps in technology for us to not be able to tell the difference. We've all done VR stuff, right? We yeah. went to the VR game place. Yeah, it's pretty realistic. But I also know that I know what it's not. Boobs. <laughs> I know the difference between... Hey, if it's me with gloves on and a headset and something attached to my giblets, I know that that's not a real woman. I know the difference between just honking the air and honking a real boob. <laughs> I know the difference. All right, let's wrap up on this guy. Hey, I like there's an entire fucking industry of people out there who are dedicating their lives to try to make this as real as fast as they can. I feel bad when they go for Thanksgiving and they got to talk to their parents. They're like, so how's work going? Mm-hmm. What? More work? We're almost. You're a scientist, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm a scientist. Cured cancer. Uh, yeah. Worked on a big hiccup project last week. I've almost got virtual titty squeezes done. Yeah. Should be done by Christmas. Ain't Mom, nobody, ain't nobody want to tell their family that at Thanksgiving. All right, let's wrap on this pervert. There's something about this story. I think it's more embarrassing the way that turned out, as as opposed to the way that I guess it was supposed to turn out. Um, getting caught with your pants down in a, a horse barn. That's a bad look, right? It's hard to explain. Second time this has happened to them. I'm just peeing in hay. I love peeing in hay. I can't stop peeing in the hay. Alfalfa. Why are you hard then? Oh. For the second time in three months, this dude has been caught with his dong out at the barn. Uh, his name is Jack. You know, uh, hey, you know how fast word has to get around this dude's town? Like wildfire. 39-year-old Jack is from Illinois. He uh, has gotten himself into some trouble. Police were called to a barn at about 1 a.m. this past Sunday. (laughs) Oh, Jack's been drinking. After receiving reports of a suspicious person caught on surveillance camera. Remember, Big Brother is always watching. Yeah. Cops looked around and they found Jack with his genitals exposed standing near two horses. I like that Jack could probably hear the police approaching, but he still couldn't put himself together. The crunch, crunch, crunch on the hay and the gravel <laughs> in the barn. Officers, uh, you know, other animals making noise. You see the lights pull up. Yeah, uh, officers obviously arrested him, charged him with criminal trespass. Uh, it appears that Jack is a big. He's a well. He's a horse boy, I guess. A background search, uh, search shows that uh, Jack had been arrested back in April of last year on charges of sexual contact with an animal. You know, but if but so what would when you look at the size of a horse though? A horse's like hindquarters are what you're like chest level. So here's here's the thing, and then here's where it would make this whole thing terrible is they come in and you are this pervert and you're giving the business to a horse, right? Yeah. And and then the cops arrest you and they take you to jail. Now, is that worse or is that better than or worse than if the cops walk in and you're standing there with your bits out and your pants down and the police have to say, what are you doing? And then you have to explain to police what you're doing. Would you rather they saw 
what you were doing, oh, and no. there's no questions no. asked. I'd rather, I'd rather, or, have, or would you rather have them say? Because in my pea brain, I'm, I, I might be able to come up with an excuse on the fly. As you're standing there in front of two horses, and the police say, "What are you doing?" You, and, you, you, and you say, "I'm giving them a choice." I don't know what you're supposed to say or like, explain yourself. I mean, I could say I, I get off on horse porn, so I'm just beating off to these horses. That's gross, but not as gross as like being inside of a horse. And also, that's a dangerous thing because one horse kick can kill you, break your leg. Yeah, what do they say? You're never supposed to pet a horse from behind? No, or, sm- I, or smack it from behind? Yeah, I don't know anything about horses, but I know I've seen enough America's Funniest Home Videos. I know they'll kick your fucking head off. I know that. Well, there you go. That's the podcast for this week. Again, thank you. And uh, stay up to date. Get caught up on the podcast. Just head over to jlnkshow.com anytime. We'll see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.